I love multi-generational gatherings and services. I love when the youth are here. Uh, Periodically, we'll do this thing called an ohana service. And what that means is from infants. Now, infants are not even allowed to go to kids' church. They have to wait till they're two. Like little babies, all the way up to our seniors. Uh, We gather together periodically. We're going to have an ohana service on December 29th to get ready for the New Year's um, because New Year's and Christmas fall on our Sunday. We have some creative strategies to be a witness to your families and to the community to get them into the house of God. So there could be like 30 babies in an Ohana service crying their guts out because they want to eat or they're uncomfortable. Uncle Al doesn't even phase me. I preach right through every single cry, every single toy drop, every single bottle twisting and feeding, every single screech. I know how to work through it. It doesn't even phase. I'm good. But when I go to my happy place, there is a place where I retreat to. Jesus had his mountainside. I have the movies. When I go to the movies, I sit down with my buttery popcorn. I make sure every kernel has the buttery substitute oil substance that comes out of that machine so that it is just drenched with artery clogging butter resubstance. Love it. The mochi crunch, the candy, the hot dog, and all of the extra fixing and sauces. And the thing to balance it out is a large sodi. That's a Diet Coke to cancel out the calories, Coach Paul, to cancel out the calories of all of the garbage that I'm going to put into my body as I am positioning myself to receive at my happy place at the movies. But at the movies, sometimes I am dumbfounded at times when I see like four strollers at the theater when I'm trying to get my Wakanda on. Four strollers, not with like toddlers. I can get toddlers. You can trick them. But infants with their little toesies coming out of the stroller into this sanctuary of mine that I'm just trying to refresh and to replenish. I put the disclaimer out there. I love babies. I had babies. And I love Ohana services. But at my happy place, I don't want any type of noise to distract my focus on what I'm trying to receive. And at this moment yesterday... There was baby crying to the right of me, baby crying in the front row, baby crying on the left. Now, it's not like the two-second cry and it's done. It's like consistent, persistent crying, belting out. And I think the parents were just, I'm just going to stand and pat their butts. There's three torturous things that are happening in the movies for the baby. This is for parents out there that are thinking about going to a movie after this. They're smelling the buttery popcorn and the candy and the hot dogs, and yet you're giving them mum-mums, and it's not tasting like the smell that they're smelling. That's torture. Number two is freezing cold in the theater. And as much as you bundle them up, they're breathing in this cold air. They're cold at the theater. And then there's Dolby 4.90 sound effects. That is blasting out explosion after explosion. So for two hours and 41 minutes, the babies are getting tortured. So I'm just saying this to protect the babies. On top of my 
baby symphony that was happening as I'm sitting down trying to watch the Marvel madness of Wakanda. There's a woman in the front row. There's tons of seats She's right in the front row, and she's a classic talker at the movie. They're in a remote desert location. The most dramatic, climactic scene of the movie. And this person, I'm not going to spoil it, looks like they're about to die. It's quiet. People are wondering what's going to happen. This woman belts out, she needs an ambulance. (laughs) I just want to receive at my retreat, happy place without the distracting noise and the cacophony of life. Here we find a man in Luke chapter 19 that was posturing and positioning and prioritizing his life so that he could receive a word, a message, a refreshing touch from Jesus. If you have your Bibles, I brought out this digital one of mine. We'll start off in Luke chapter 19. From part three of our series, Beyond, Going Beyond the Walls of Wakanda. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. Jesus was passing through Jericho, a town, to get to another location, but he wasn't passing through without intention. He was passing through this town because he had a divine appointment with someone. He was going to connect with someone. So often we could pass by this passage and think that Jesus was trying to get to somewhere else and forget all of the people that he was supposed to interact with. Jesus was not passing by people. He was passing through with intention. And when you walk through life that way and people come into contact with you and you forget about getting from point A to point B and you just pause a second, there'll be some healthy interactions, divine appointments that God will bring your way. Jesus was passing through. He was not passing by. And a man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. And we can translate that Hebrew name into Zach Morris. Zach Morris, saved by the bell. He was a chief. So he was part Samoan. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way. And when Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zach Morris, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once. And welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter. They began to speak at the movies when they're not supposed to. He is gone to be a guest of a sinner. But Zach Morris stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, today you have been saved by the bell. Salvation has come to this house because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and to save what was lost. Father, we thank you right now.
that you have given us a divine assignment to go beyond the church walls, to go beyond our small group Bible study experiences, to go beyond our Starbucks devotional reading and scripture painted coffee mugs. Lord, you have called us to go beyond and to be intentional about winning the one. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen. Turn to a neighbor next to you and tell them, I'm winning. Find another one and give them the full real title and say, I'm winning the one. I want to spend some time today about winning the one. In this passage, we find a lost soul in Zacchaeus. In this passage, we find Jesus. And oftentimes when we come to a saving grace of Christ, we can either be Zach or we can be just Jesus. We can be in a posture of trying to just be with the one, hang out with the master, hang out with the king, or we can just be on the move, on the go, going after the one, but never filling up our tank, never getting refreshed, never getting replenished, but go, 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 and speaking and preaching the name of Jesus without having the substance. If we just get fed and never exercise what we put into our body, we end up becoming like a Pharisee. If we just go, 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 and preach and holler and preach and holler, yet never get filled at the fountain, then we start becoming a hypocrite. Can I talk about the both and today? The both and where we come to a saving grace. To Jesus said, I seek and save what was lost. And now we go through the processes of how that matriculated with point number one, a posture. You know why we worship? You know, I strum this guy right here. You got to tune that thing, Francis. I just don't know how to play it right. He's been training so he knows how to, to strum. I watched Francis since the very first time he played worship. 17 years old. Maybe it was 16. 17? 18. Why our elementary cafeteria like this? You were there. And he's playing and he's worshiping and it was rough. Was it rough? But hearts were melting. Hearts were getting prepared. Hearts were getting softened for the word to come. The importance of worship is to get our hearts right. So when we sang that first song, you are good all the time. 2001, we're bringing it back to here. It was to get you to a place to humble yourself and to sing. Some of you guys, well, I don't know the words. I don't even know the words. How can I even sing the song? Well, that's why we put the words on the screen. And so half the battle is to get us to a place where we're going to Humble ourselves and worship the king in all of his glory and majesty. What worship does is it takes our focus on the screaming babies of the world, metaphorically, 
the attacks of your finances, where we magnify these things and our focus are all, all of these distractions of life. But yet when we start to sing and we start to worship, these things become minimized because our attention is on glorifying and making God bigger and maximized so that the things that have been pulling your attention away are small and minuscule. And God, when I sing to you and I worship and I start to praise you, you know what his hands start to do? His hand starts, his hand starts to work on the things that you are distracted by when our hearts get postured in the right way. Some of us are trying to posture our hearts and do everything in our energy to fix A, B, and C. Or the list that you have that is pulling your energy and your attention away. Yet when we come to a place of posturing our heart that Jesus, I want to receive a word from you. Zacchaeus was the chief tax collector. He was Money and power and prestige. He has honor and he has a, an esteem about himself that everybody knew his name. He was this rigid guy that would hijack people for their very last dime. Yet in this moment, he understands that there's a big puka in his heart. And that all of the wealth, all of the power, all of the notoriety could not fill the empty space that was there. Some of you that are in a spot that doesn't have like the finances flowing, you're like, I just want, let me try. Let me see if that's going to fill me up. It won't. You see the most successful, rich, balling out people, how many times we see them cut short their lives because the fame and the money and the power will never fill a place that only God can fill. Zach Morris postured his heart to receive. But if he never moved from the posture, if he never did steps of faith to position himself to receive from Jesus, he will never have had that encounter. Some of us love to posture. Oh, Lord, I just, I love you. I just want to, I just want to stay at your feet. And yet he says, okay, I love you too. I love you too, boo. But I got an assignment. For you, I just want to stay here. And I just want to posture. I just want to love on you. I just want to love on you. Yes, yes, yes. But son or daughter, I have an assignment for you to accomplish beyond the walls of the church. And you don't need to win 1,000 people. You can win the one. I want to talk about winning the one. Jesus was passing through Jericho. And he knew what he was going to do. He was going to connect with the most influential person in that hood who had the notoriety, had the name, yet had a missing piece in his heart. So Zacchaeus postured his heart of humility, said, you know what? I need to interact with Jesus. And then he got up to a tree because he had short man syndrome. And he just said, I need to see and find Jesus. Jesus comes to him right at the tree. And Zacchaeus comes down. He positions himself to receive from Jesus. Jesus was already coming to Zacchaeus. Some of you guys think that Jesus is not coming after you. He's running after you. His goodness, his love is running after you. And the Bible says he came to seek and save what was lost. And you think that once you're found and you know Jesus, that you're not lost anymore. Some of you guys are just a little bit off. Lost your way a little bit. 
Jesus came to seek and to save what was lost. He says, you guys might say, I got it all together. I got it, I got it, I got it. No, 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 no. I'm coming for you. When you think that you got it all together, when you think, no, 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 I got all the answers, I got all the, the solutions, and you have everything checked off the box, you just said, no, I came to seek and save what was lost. You lost your way when you come into the house of God, when you come into a small group experience, when you come before the throne in your prayer closet, and you posture and position to receive from God, he's going to move you. He's already been coming towards you. Some of you guys say, oh, Jesus is not He's running after you. We just have to posture and position ourselves in the right place. March 2021, decided to take my wife up to Seattle. I thought God was trying to do something in Seattle. So we go to Seattle. And then one of my friends that lives in Tacoma, who is kind of like kind of in this place, like he's good, like he knows God and just was going through some stuff and God just needed to adjust some things because he lost his way a bit. And we're sitting down at a restaurant in his hometown of Tacoma. Well, he's from here, Kalihi, but been up there for decades. And I'm sitting down with him having a conversation. I'm just sitting down with him having a conversation and I could just see his heart start to melt because God showed up in our conversation. I could see he came in bold and bravado. And when we sat down, there was things that he needed to air out that he's been holding and harboring for decades. And he starts to share and he starts to express. And after just listening for an hour, eating waffles and whatever cornbread pancake that he said, it was the hit of Tacoma. He said, like, I just want to get back to church, it's been a long, long time. And um, you want Jesus to seek and save your friends, and he is, but he's going to do it through you. You think Jesus is going to just show like these visions and dreams, and he's going to do all that type of work, and then, like that happens in the Middle East. I've heard stories about that. Jesus works through you. He works through people to accomplish what he wants to accomplish, and you want him to just do all the things and then you don't have any responsibility in it, he wants to work through you. I'm sitting down with my boy Ronnie having a conversation in March of 2021, and then we start to just airborne the wild idea about starting something. And if we fast forward the tape to 2022, on the cusp of 2023, we went from a conversation to about a congregation. A conversation, I got one amen. You know why I only got one amen? Because that's not your burden. That's not your burden. To see the kingdom of God beyond the walls in the, fas- in the fashion of, I'll do whatever it takes, Lord, to go the extra mile. I'll go whatever it takes, I'll do whatever it takes, Lord, to go to the ends of the earth if that was on you i should have had like a shouting amen across thank you we're getting we're getting there because malen knows about starting a church in the dark places of vietnam or wherever those other countries that yeah that one that i don't know how to pronounce it. playing the cajon leading worship preaching for a couple of years before she got married am i right 
right before you got married? You don't know that. You thought Malen was just sitting over there babysitting kids. She is a pioneer of church planting. We started this thing here to go beyond the walls, to go beyond the community, to go beyond Kapolei. And we're finding ourselves starting from a conversation that I had from someone who lost his way. Now he's going to be one of our youth directors at our Tacoma. Like, it is out of my like mind how it started. How many misconversations have we had? How many people have come into your life and gone without having that critical talk about purpose and destiny? It's not just for me. Great, bring them here and I'll, I'll, we'll light a fire and God might share something through me to you. But I'm telling you, God has put that anointing and calling on you and you are going to go into their circle like we had to go into the circle of Hono Uli Uli on a Friday night when there was hell a lot of traffic and there was so many t- people that were tired and there were so many excuses that could have been shared. But if we would have said, ah, no, I'm just too tired today, we wouldn't have had that first start. That's going to turn into something. And we're going to have this talk three years later. So remember that one time when we started and it was only about 38 people. And now we're like half the school is praising and loving and lifting up the name of Christ. Jesus came and passed through Jericho to have a talk with Zach Morris and to give us a blueprint of what it was all about. Because as soon as they went, he went into his home, he had to deal with the naysayers saying, why are you talking with sinners? Why are you spending your time? This is coming from like well-intended disciples. Why are you talking with him? That guy hijacked my grandma for her last dime. Why would you spend time with him? Jesus was painting a picture what we were supposed to do. Some of us spend too much time with Christians, with Christians. What can we do with Christians? There needs to be a window in the pocket where you spend time with people that are far from him. You don't need to yoke your entire life with them, but you need to spend some time intentionally with lost people, with people that are far from God. And he's sitting and having a conversation with Zacchaeus in his home. And in that interaction, Zacchaeus started to reprioritize his life. He, find, he find, came to a place that he needed to prioritize what he needed to do. He was a, t, a chief tax collector dealing with money. And he said, I'll surrender all of this riches and I'll make sure I'll pay four times as much if I don't get it right. I'll make sure I do all of these things. I'm reprioritizing. Money was my God. Money was my chase. Money was my ultimate and like it would make me happy and it was for a moment and then I felt empty. But now I'm talking with you in my living room and my priorities started to change as I having this interaction with Jesus. He'll do that with you when you start to exchange with him blow for blow, like just intertangling, wrestling with God. He'll start to rearrange your heart. You start to reprioritize what is important to you and all the things that you started to chase after and we start to chase after him he starts to realign because he'll start to give you the desires of your heart the desires that come from him some of you guys got desires i know some of you guys got passions i know when we start to chase after him he starts to rearrange what's priority 
what's priority. We can really understand what your priority is if we went through your banco statement or ASB or First Hawaiian, which is actually called Bishop Bank because of Charles Reed Bishop before. You could tell where your heart is if you went through, take a look at your statement and what's a priority. We give to God. Sometimes we got to pay for the solar, got to pay for the Tesla. Got it. Yeah, I say got it. Got to pay for the Netflix. Cancel the Hulu because, Lord, you said cancel the Hulu. Got to have the, the phone and the plan and the five lines. And then at the end of paying all of that, oh, yeah, God, I got to give you your tent. That's not a tithe. That's a tip. That's not a tithe. That's leftovers. That's what Cain did. Cain gave leftovers. The broke down, beat down pumpkins that were already like carved out like jack-o'-lanterns and said, I'm going to give an offering in December. I'm going to give God a pumpkin jack-o'-lantern as my offering. Leftovers. Abel was like, prime filet mignon. All of the fixings. Here's my offering. I'm going to give you the best because I got things in priority. We can't go out there unless the priority is right in here. We can't go beyond unless right here, right now, our hearts are in the right priority. And where our treasure is, that's where our heart is going to be. I got a good, a good friend that Ray... Ray knew this girl from way back in the day, World Cafe days. <laughs> Why are you guys laughing? Because you guys was bumping and grinding at World Cafe too. And then God got a hold of their hearts, changed and transformed their lives. And this couple has this burden and this desire to reach the community of Mililani. And before I've been doing like a congregation or a site, they opened up their homes to a, for a small group gathering. They've been growing and building up leaders and, and, and starting this deal. So I'm going to try to play this video. Uh, we've had some sound issues, but I like to roll with the punches when it comes to sound. So let's um, go to video right now and watch Liko and Nikki Cruzy. He said he loves Melilani. Do you want to put a microphone by the speaker? Maybe that'll work. This is how I watch Korean dramas. No, for real, I turn off the sound. I just like, I would just stare and like make up the storyline in my mind. There's a good one called The Veil. Sorry, that's not even Christian. All right, we're going to pause right there. So there, 
planning on and they've started already because I went to the first one. You can stop the video. Stop it. 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 I think Joe and I, Mona, some of the team went to go to support that first one. And they had like 80 strong their first one. The next one they had, I think they had about 100. They had 100 again. Um, they have three months back to back to back that they're going to do. Like I think already at the time, like right now, they could just go week to week, but they're going to go slow flow. And our church is not meant to just stay put. We're called to go and to send people. And if you got Mililani friends out there that just don't want to make the trek out over here, I'm telling you, I trust these two. I trust their leadership. You can safely put them into that worship environment. Their worship is off the chain. They have literally the best, some of the best singers in like the Highlands region over there that's going to move out to Mililani with them. So please pray for them. That is their priority wasn't always that. If you ever talk story with Liko, you ever talk story with Nikki, they have all different types of things that grab their attention until God grabbed their heart and said, no, you're called to go and to preach the good news, to build a congregation, to build a church out in Mililani. They said, no, 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 it's you. No, 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 it's them. No, 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 no. They finally embraced their call and they went out and they did the, the commission that we'll end with today in Matthew, if you have your Bibles here. says in Matthew 28, verse 18, and worship team, you can come up to the front. Then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. This is Jesus' final words on earth. And when you're in your final time here on this planet, your final words mean something. And Jesus, to him, it's for you to go to the ends of to earth, the ends of the earth. And it was not just in their region, it was literally beyond. And God set aside you and I in this generation where we can jump on a plane and fly to the ends of the earth and go. We can jump on to a Zoom call, a FaceTime, a WhatsApp Messenger, an IG Live, and we can literally reach the ends of the earth. We can get into circles that the disciples could never have gone. Yet the gospel hasn't gone to every nation yet. Yet the gospel hasn't infiltrated and permeated and become the dominant force in every single culture. So we can miss a moment and we can miss a mark being here in this amazing era that we live in that has all the resources, yet God just looks for someone to go. To say, I'm going to go. I don't know how I'm going to go. I don't know what the re- I don't know how I'm gonna pay for it, but I'm gonna 